have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. What? If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor. What difference at this point does it make? to make sense out of what's going on in the world today, then you come to the right place. Welcome to Southern Sense Talk Radio with your host, Annie, the Radio Chickie Bellis, and featuring Curtis C.S. Bennett and the most interesting guests that you'll find anywhere on Internet Radio. And you can join the show and let your voice be heard by dialing 917 889 3675. So sit back, relax, and remember Southern Sense is common sense. adventure here on Southern Sense Live on Blog Talk Radio, SHR Media, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, Facebook, oh, half a dozen other places. Just make it simple. Just go to the name of the show, Southern Sense, as in common sense, S-E-N-S-E, southernsense.net or southern-sense.com. Either way, you get yourself to our wonderful new website. Otherwise, you can enjoy listening to yourself to myself <laughs> here on Blog Talk Radio and other platforms, including Facebook and YouTube Live. I'm your hostess with the least most is the radio chickadee, Annie. And it turns out because of the internet outage yesterday, my co-host Curtis is having a problem in connecting with the system. So hopefully he'll be able to join us somewhere along the way during the show. Meanwhile, we got ourselves some three, not two guests, but three great guests today. And we're going to be starting off with our friend Mark Tapscott from the Epoch Times, or as I say, Epic Times. Uh, he'll be joining us at the start of the show. And then we have a friend of ours we haven't had on in a long, long time. As a matter of fact, we both started podcasting around the same time, Charles Moskowitz. He's got a great book out. He's written several that you can find up on Amazon, and it's called The Anti-Semitic Imagination, The Great Establishment Deception, Deception, Subtitle Conservative Social Theory. Um, Then we're going to end the show with a friend, uh, actually someone new to the show, Peter H. Tice, and he's got a book called The Race to Zero, 
how ESG investing will crater the global financial system. Now, folks, this is scary. And I want to thank uh, James out in the chat room. Thank you for the comment. I'm glad that we're coming through loud and clear for once. And Block Talk Radio is not messing us up too badly. Um, we have ourselves now up on your news that you can catch us over there with the rebroadcasting of our podcast, as well as great articles over there, as well as join us on our Substack, which you'll find as Southern Sense Talk on Substack. Uh, join us there, and you can find a lot better stuff than you're finding here on Blog Talk lately. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about and a lot to do. Um, just something that came across my uh, computer just before uh, coming on air, the Daily Signal has a bunch of articles that we have been following, items like this throughout the show, and one of them, it's titled, it's from Austin Alonzo, and he wrote, the money machine behind progressive election efforts. And you would think it'd be George Soros or Coke or something like that, but it's called Arabella Investors. And as we go along closer to the election, we're going to delve into Arabella and Advisors and what they have done in the 2020 election and what is going on through and forward. Matter of fact, I'm putting this aside so I don't forget it. Um, it was Rasmussen as well as Heartland, had a recent study. They started this last year uh, with their report written in December of 2023 that you can find, uh, yeah, in the Epic Times. And they found approximately 25% of the mail-in ballots were fraudulent. They were in one way or another illegal. And when they tallied the results with that, giving a 1% margin, so instead of saying one in four, maybe one in five, with that 1% error margin, they still come out that President Trump would have won had those illegal ballots been disqualified. Think about that, folks. All along, there have been a great number of us out there that's saying, don't say that fraud didn't happen in the 2020 election. Let's watch for all the reports and investigations to come through. And in this joint uh, survey that they put out between Heartland and Rasmussen, between one in four to one in five, mail-in ballots were fraudulent in one form or another. That's scary, folks, which means the entire election would have been overturned had those ballots been turned thrown out and we would not have had four years of creepy Uncle Joe in the White House. That's very interesting to look at. Read that article up in the Epic Times. So that I wanted to bring forward to you. And there's some others that I've been following. Uh, we recently had that report uh, from the um, special counsel's report that said, Joe Biden is not all together there upstairs. He's a doddering old fool. Mm, and yet, and yet, he's he, this, a psychiatrist who read that report called Trump's Trump presidency dangerous, not Uncle Joe's. These are all stories that we have been following. Uh, we've also been following the stories about uh, parents under Gavin Newsom's new policy, not allowed to know that the children are transing. They're being called by different pronouns and so forth. Well, there's 
teachers are now suing Gavin Newsom over that very policy, saying you're not allowing us to tell the parents that something's going on with that kid. That's wrong. And I agree with these teachers. God bless them for having the courage to stand up and face down gruesome Newsom out in California. Those are just a couple of things that uh, we are talking about. And looked like um, what I'm going to try to do is you will bear with me for a moment. I'm going to see if I can try to call Curtis into the show because it looks like he's not able to call into us. So just bear with us. We're going to do this as a live call. So, Curtis, if you're listening, I am going to attempt to dial you right now and see if I can bring you on if I have the correct phone number here, and I'm hoping I do. Let's see if we can bring Curtis in. Folks, cross your fingers because this is live. You you can't make some of this stuff up. And we've got one ringy-dingy. Curtis picks up. And we got two ringy digging. And so to pick up. Pick up, Curtis. We call Hello. Paul Curtis in. If you're calling about the store, <laughs> please leave your name. Uh, let's try this. We'll try that one more time, and maybe he'll he'll get the hint that we're trying to call him into the show, because obviously our calls are going through to him, but his call is not coming through to us. So we're going to try this one again. So bear with us, folks. You can't make this up. You really, really can't make this up. And you're wondering why I want to transfer off of Blog Talk Radio and into other platforms to get our voice out Come on, Curtis. We're ringing. And... There we go. All right. So <laughs> Curtis, we'll try you again while we do the um after we do the song the dedication the song plays. We'll see if we can try to get Curtis back in with us. Anyway, those that listen to us uh know that we start off each and every show with a dedication to a fallen hero. And today's dedication is going to go out to Deputy Sheriff Tucker Blakely of the Knox County Sheriff's Office out of Tennessee. His end of watch was Monday, October 2nd of 2023. And this is from WVIT-TV from Cameron Morgan Rumsey. And this reporter writes, Knox County Sheriff's Office Deputy Tucker Baxley, 29, died after being shot responding to a domestic call in West Knox County on Sunday. The announcement came from Sheriff Tom Spangler Monday night. Baxley leaves behind a wife, Katerina, and a five-year-old son. Officer Blakely is a hero. He lived as a hero. He died as a hero, Spangler said. Keep Tucker's family in your thoughts. He was a graduate of Powell High School, and an Army veteran. Up until March of 2022, Blakely served as a reservist and combat medic. Blakely graduated from the Knox County Regional Training Academy in 2021 and was recently selected as a candidate for KCSO's canine course. It is unfortunate that Officer Blakely will never be able to live out that dream, KCSO officials said the life of a servant taken far too soon. 
The deputy was shot while responding to a Solaway area call. On that Sunday night, he was taken to the University of Tennessee Medical Center after being injured, escorted there by his fellow deputies. At the time, KCSO spokesman Kimberly Glenn said, our officer is fighting for his life. Officer Blakely remained on life support so his organs could be donated. Tucker's final service was his wish to be an organ donor. Today, people that we may never know are alive because of Tucker, said Spangler. Blakely's peers stayed at the hospital through the night, making their support and presence known that evening by flashing their police lights outside the hospital. Later, they escorted his body to the medical examiner's office. Officers escorted Deputy Tucker Blakely to the medical examiner. Tucker's brother, Ty Blakely, said his family has been touched by the community's kindness following his death. He said, we're so blessed and honored by the community outreach and the overwhelming amount of love. And from WBIR, and they write, Friday was a somber day, almost a week of grieving and mourning for a fallen Knox County Sheriff's Office deputy, Tucker Blakely. He was 29 years old and was fatally shot while responding to a call about a domestic situation on October 1. Mourners gathered that Friday for a procession taking Blakely from a Powell funeral home to the church. He graduated from Powell High School in 2012 and friends from the school described him as a person capable of finding joy in any situation. Law enforcement vehicles were also parked outside the church with the lights on ahead of the funeral, unquote. Governor Bill Lee gave a statement about Blakely's service and his death. He said the flags at the state capitol would be flown at half-staff in his memory. Along Emory Road, people gathered and flags flew at half-staff, as a lengthy line of cruisers followed their hearse to Clear Springs Baptist Church. The last time a Knox County deputy died in the line of duty due to gunfire was in 1984, when Detective James Kennedy was fatally shot while investigating a report of a stolen car. In 2004, a Loudoun County deputy, Jason Michael Scott, was also shot and killed while responding to a domestic call. In 2022, Sergeant Chris Jenkins was also fatally hit by a car while on duty in Loudoun County. Echo Shift, I now address you. He loved you. He trusted you. He had your back. I lost my husband, the father of my child. But that does not discount that you all also lost a brother. And I am so deeply sorry for your loss, said Katharina Blakely his wife. Tucker, who was lovingly called Tuck, was fatally shot while responding to domestic call at a home on Sunday in West Knox County. The gunman, Matthew Logan Rose, was also killed. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation looked into the shooting. Tucker's funeral began at about 2 p.m. after a long procession of law enforcement cruisers escorted his casket, which was draped with a U.S. flag, 
to Clear Springs Baptist Church. It began with a national anthem and a pledge to the U.S. flag before a prayer by Justin Pratt, the chaplain with the KCSO and pastor of the church. Jimmy Davis, the Loudoun County Sheriff, spoke briefly before introducing Tucker's wife, Katharina, to the funeral. I'm very honored to stand before you today to assist County Sheriff's Office in giving their hero a goodbye, he said. Last year, at the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, we lost a deputy, and the men and women at the Knox County Sheriff's Office, Blount County, Anderson County, and many other sheriff's offices from our region lifted us up. We were able to provide for our citizens, grieve, mourn, but most importantly, heal. That's what we do in this business. We serve. Katharina said it was Tucker's dream to become a law enforcement officer and had recently become a canine handler before the shooting, meeting with his canine, Inuch. You will hear too many stories about Tucker as an officer, and he was a goddamn good one, she said. I cannot stress how much he loved this department, and you are his family. Spent nearly half my life with Tucker in it. A boy I first saw sitting next to my twin sister in eighth grade jazz band. High school Tucker was outgoing, arrogant, always and in American Eagle and pastel polos. Initially, I looked, overlooked him as a boyfriend material and brushed off his dance after a dance because I thought I could do better. But I could not have been more wrong. She described him as a handsome, intelligent, strong, and confident person. Even in the most difficult times, he found the courage, an attribute I like to think we can now share, she said. He touched everyone in this room with love. Congressman Tim Burchett appeared at the funeral and spoke, as well as Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. His mother, Mary Blakely, also shared some words about Tucker, followed by his father, Tim Blakely. Before all of this, before you were a hero, and before you were a daddy, before you were a husband, you were my son, my baby, my cuddlebug. Rest, my son, and just know you will never be forgotten, she said. I will see my son again one day. I am sure of that. Tucker was able to turn frowns into smiles and sadness into joy and laughter can be given from God above, said Jim. As a dad, watching my son grow up and become a man, a husband, a father of our precious grandson, has been a gift from God that he alone can only give to me and Mary. Tucker had marched in the Powell High School band and was also a military veteran after serving in the U.S. Army. He leaves behind his wife, a father, a five-year son, his parents, siblings, nieces, nephews, a mother-in-law, a father-in-law, and a sister-in-law. His brother, Tim Blakely, is also the mayor of Maynardsville. He also leaves behind his colleagues at KCSO, Sheriff Tom Spangler, 
spoke at the funeral. Tucker was taken away from his family, both blue and blood, far too early. We have lost not only one of Knox County's finest officers, but also a brother. Many of you know I lost my mother this past week, and after receiving friends on Monday night, I returned back to the hospital to be with our officers and Tucker's family. I was told that Katerina, that you wanted to see me. You may not remember that, but boy, I sure do. When I made it up to you there, you held out your arm, and you said you didn't know about my mother, and you asked me why I was there, Spangler said. Because Tucker and your family are my family, too. Spangler shed tears at the podium after asking people to applaud Blakely's partner, Deputy James Loss, who shot and killed Rose inside the house after Blakely was hit. He also went to give aid to his partner. You saved other lives for what you did, and you need to be recognized for that, he said. Dispatchers gave Blakely's end-of-watch call at around 3.20 p.m. Friday during the funeral before a prayer. While our hearts are broken, we are better people for having known him, Dispatcher said in a call broadcast with the footage of his cruiser. Rest easy, faithful servants. We have the mic from here. After the ceremony, rain began to fall outside as officers delivered a 21-gun salute for Tucker. Knox County helicopters flew overhead, and the flag that had draped Tucker's casket was folded and given to his wife. Today's show is dedicated to Deputy Sheriff Tucker Blakely. It's also dedicated to all the brave men and women out there who serve as first responders, be they law enforcement, firefighters, or emergency services. We also dedicate this show to the brave men and women that serve in our military, from the birth of this great nation through today and into our promising future. We dedicate to them this song by Tiffany, Soul of a Nation. May God bless each and every one. Oh, 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 for the soul of a nation. 
Like we are having a massive, massive mess up on Blog Talk Radio's um, website, and it looks like no one can call into the show. I'm lucky that I've been able to call in. Um, matter of fact, Sweet Sue is trying to call in, and I'm going to give her an alternate uh, to to go to. Um, you can listen to the show if you're able to by going directly to our website. Um, I'm just telling her to just go to Southern Sense. Um, yeah, SouthernSense.net, uh, my co-host cannot call in, which means that my guests cannot call in. I'll be very surprised and lucky if any of them do manage to call in. We're waiting for Mark Tapscott, but if Curtis can't call in and Sue can't call in and I'm the only one here, this is going to be one heck of a messed up show. And that's not making me very happy with Blog Talk Radio. We have now had consistently three months of problems dealing with Blog Talk Radio. And at this point, we have a couple of options for alternatives, and we may be looking at them in, in the very near future. And I'm sorry to those that are trying to follow, um, but I don't think Curtis is – oh, it looks like Curtis is now in the chat room. He can get into the chat room, but he cannot get into the show. That's kind of messed up. That is really messed up. And, of course, since Blog Talk Radio changed their format a number of years ago, you cannot get help. You used to be able to get live help as you're in the middle of doing a show. And the Northwest Media is able to dial in, and now they're gone. And maybe they got kicked off. I don't know. Um, yes, there is a... I have no idea. All right, he wants me to try to call him again. Let us try that one more time. We're going to try this live. And the call failed. And the call is failing. So we're trying to dial one more time. And it's popping up. Nope, it's not letting me do that. 
not allowing me to call out. Not allowing me to call out. Just sending a message over to everyone in the chat room, not allowing me to do make outgoing calls. So even if I did have my guest phone numbers here, I cannot even call them in onto the show. And that really is ticking me off. And if that is the case, I'm going to have to apologize to my guests because that means we've just lost everything I just worked for the last several days on in promoting the show and getting the guests lined up. Uh, so I don't know. So it start, I start speaking and it stops. It's very broken up. And I hate to say this, guys. I, miss, I have no idea what to say or do. Um, I know it's showing and recording on uh, everywhere else, but not, unfortunately, on Blog Talk Radio. So we're going to have to go to an alternative plan and maybe just forget about doing a live broadcast on Blog Talk Radio from here on out because it's not going to be working. And I'm going to have to get a hold of my guests and then deeply apologize. Um, I don't know what else to say. We are having technical difficulties. It's not anything that we've done, and it happens to be on the... uh, receiving in a blog talk radio and at this point guys i don't know whether or not to even try to go forward with the show because without my guests i mean i can talk about what they would have talked about but that's not as interesting as having the guests on air to talk about it uh one of the things i wanted to talk out about with mark tapscott which i'm sure he's attempting to draw uh, to dial through and unable to is that um jody arrington um, he is uh, the House Budget Committee Chairman, uh, Republican out of Texas, has filed an amicus brief in support of Texas, uh, U.S. versus Texas, in support of Texas. Um, and Curtis is saying he cannot hear anything because I cannot get through to Skype on the call. And Sue is having problems trying to listen to it on Blog Talk Radio. She says it keeps breaking up. And it looks like at this point, I may just end up ending the show, contacting my guests, apologizing ferociously, and getting it where we have an alternative to doing this through Block Talk Radio as our audio. Um, it is time, guys. I think that uh, the good Lord is saying, get off your butt and get the new format up and running as soon as possible, which is what we seem to be doing. So I apologize for this. I wanted something a lot better than this for the show. Uh, But we will work this out and get it up and running in time for next week's broadcast. In the interim, I apologize, and I wish that you would join us again next week. And I will have everything going. And this this is really, really ticking me off. But we'll leave with our closing song from Gary Pecorella, Save America. I saved the show. I'm free for this land I love. America, America, the home of the free. But there are people making plans to change America. They've no respect for her What matters most to you That's 
America. 